How's everybody doing tonight? I want to thank everybody for being here at Church on the Rock. I want to thank everybody who's joining us online tonight. Um, I'd like to pray before we start the message. Uh, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you just open up our heart for the word tonight, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you help us to just meet the needs in our life so that we can meet the needs that you have in others, Lord. I pray, Father God, allow us to be totally dependent on you, God, and in your will and your way for our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this past Sunday, uh, I went to Lowe's, and as I went to Lowe's, I pulled in the parking lot, and there was this man. He was kind of dirty. He was, he, was, he was kind of a heavy set man. He looked like he was really down on his luck. So as I pull in the parking lot, he's just waving at every car that goes by. So as I pull past him, I'm like, do I stop? Do I not stop? What do I do? So I actually pull on the other side of the parking lot so I can avoid him. <laughs> Little to my surprise, I felt the umption of the Holy Spirit to actually walk all the way across the parking lot to go talk to this guy. So there's a man in front of me, and he stops this man and says, Hey, sir, uh, do you have the time? And he told him the time. He said, Thank you. Have a great day. So as I walk past him, he stops me dead in my tracks, and all he says to me is, Are you a man of God? And I said, Yes, sir. And uh, I said, Well, how can I help you? And uh, he was like, Well, I'm really in a bad situation in my life. I'm really down on my luck. I really have no hope. I don't know what to do with my life right now. Things are so overwhelming in my life right now. I've never been to this lowliest place that that, that I'm at. And I said, well, have you ever accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? And he said, yes, sir. And he lifts up his arm, has a big tattoo. And it was just kind of a funny moment. So all he asked of me, he didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for anything. All he said is, son, all I need is prayer. That's all he asked for. So we sat there and we started praying over his situation. And as we're praying, he's spouting out things. We'll pray for Mary, pray for this, pray for that. And he's, t- he's directing the prayers that he needs in his life. So as I, as I begin to walk away, I pulled all the money out of my wallet and gave it to him. Now, as Pastor Ron says, this is just a description, not a pre- prescription. No, this ain't something that, you know, if you feel led to do that, then you do what the Lord puts on your heart. So it was all balled up, and I walk away, and I said, have a great day, sir. And as I walk away, he starts yelling at me. He says, son, son, stop, stop. I can't take this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, this is too much, and he starts crying. And he says, I've never been blessed like this in my life. And all I did, and I said, well, if you don't want the money, then you give it to somebody else. (laughs) And we just sat there hugging. It was a very great moment for me, you know, for what the Lord has allowed a divine appointment in my life, just as he's done for so many of you. Divine appointments are everywhere out there. It's just, are you willing to listen to what God is trying to put in your path? Because there's the broke, the hurt, the lonely, the the oppressed. All these people are all around us. And and as I start walking away, I I start getting emotional. And I start thinking about the people in the church, the people who aren't coming to church. You know, the Christians, the non-Christians, all the people who are just down on their luck. And he tells me all I was was dependent upon God. I was depending on God to make a moment of of a miracle in my life because I was hopeless. You know, there's this miracle. I just needed something. I needed something in my life. And I was dependent. And all I wanted was prayer. So that brings us to the title of the message tonight. And it's my dependency. 
because I felt like the Lord wants to talk about dependency. You know, through this man, he was showing me some things. You know, as we grow up, as an infant is conceived in a mother's womb, you know, the child is dependent on the umbilical cord to get all the nutrients it needs. As, as the infant grows up, as a little bitty child, they are dependent upon the love of the parents for brain function. The first two years of a child's life is one of the most important times in a child's life because that is when they experience the most love, the most emotion. If you look at, if you do studies on people, you know, people who, who grow up and they have all these issues, these anxieties, they don't feel love, they don't feel self-worth, they don't feel these things. It's because as they were growing up, they were never given it. You know, kids, as they grow up, they, they, need, they need food, they need shelter, they need protection. As teenagers grow up, all they want is a car, they want money, they just want to go out, they want to go do things. But they still need protection from their parents. We as people, God created us to be dependent. But what is the most important thing is not only should we be dependent on our parents, you know, and, and those who love us, but our dependency should be 100% on God. In this modern world, we have all these amenities. We have so much stuff. You know, we have, we've become a people who are so dependent on many things. You know, we're dependent upon electricity to give us AC. You know, we, we're dependent upon jobs for money. We're dependent on fast food everywhere so that we can get an unhealthy meal because we're always in a rush. <laughs> we wake up in the morning and we are dependent upon coffee to wake us up. Many people drink three or four energy drinks just so they think they can get through the day. We have become a society who's fully dependent Many of us depend on Google or Yahoo, and we click on the very first thing that pops up, not realizing most of that is just a garbage. <laughs> that, the very first answer is usually the most garbage answer. All they want to do is refer to Wiki. <laughs> Tonight, many of us are depending upon the chair that you're sitting in, that all four legs are going to hold you up. Many of you at home are depending upon the couch that, it, that you don't fall through it. Many of us go through day to day depending on our alarms to wake us up. But truth be told, it is God that wakes us up every morning. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't even wake up. He allows us to have another day, and it's what we are going to do with those other days that is most important. He is allowing you to wake up so that you can make a difference not only in your family's life, your life, your relationship with God, your relationship with your coworkers. He allows us in this world to have another day. And what are we going to do with that? James 4.14 says that you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow, that life is like a vapor. For one minute it's here and the next minute it's gone. According to uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, dependency is something that is dependent upon something else. The only person who we can truly be dependent on is 100% is our Heavenly Father. And why is that? Because, you know... All the things in the world are eventually going to fail you. There's going to be moments, and even in my life, that I'm going to fail people. There's going to be moments in our life where our vehicles fail, our cell phones fail. The only thing that we can 100% trust in is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God always shows up. He may not seem early, but he always shows up. It is when we come to that place in our life 
where we quit trying to fix things. It is when we come to that place in our life where we put our dependence and our trust upon Jesus. It is when we come to the point we realize that I can't do this anymore. That I can't do these things out of my own strength. We only have so much human ability in our life that, that there's just certain things that we have to allow God to work with us and partner with us. You know, we have a God who's dependable. And we need to be dependent upon God's strength to revive us, to strengthen us, to make us perfect. And, and, and it all takes surrendering to him. Psalm 17, 6 says, I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to hear me. Hear my words. Tonight, church family, you know, I understand that we all have mountains in life. Everybody has mountains that we have to face. And I don't know what everybody's mountains look like tonight. I don't know what the challenges are that you are facing. You online, I don't know the circumstances that you are facing. I don't know the trials that you are facing. I don't know the difficulties you are facing. I don't know the hardships you are dealing with. But there's one thing that I do know, and I want to reassure you and everybody here, is that God knows what you're going through. God knows your situation. And as much as the devil would like every one of us to believe that Jesus has left us, that is far from the truth. If you believe that God has left you in your moment, that is just a lie from the devil, from the deepest pits of hell, because that is a lie. Jesus has never abandoned us. Our Lord has never forsaked us. He has never forgot us. He is with us. It is just surrendering upon, you know, our situation upon him. Sometimes we lose focus upon our dependency because we try to do things out of our own strength. We try to, you know, be a codependent. But it is when we give it all to the name of Jesus. Psalms 37, 28 tells us that the Lord loves the just and he will not forsake the faithful ones. I want to tell you if you were a Christian and you were born again that the Lord Jesus has not forsaken you. And he will never abandon you. It may not seem like the moment is right in your life for, for you know, like, like maybe some of your prayers haven't been answered yet. But let me reassure you, the Lord is still with you. Dependency on God is the basic principles of a Christian life. You know, we trust or we depend in God for our salvation in Ephesians 2. We depend on God for our wisdom in James 1. In fact, we depend on God for everything, Psalm 104, 27, and in everything, Proverbs 3. The psalmist even teaches us the Lord's reliability. Three ways. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. And the Lord is my deliverer. See, depending on God, it goes back to having faith in God. It is believing that God is going to keep his promises. Trust and faith are two pillars for us to have dependency in God. We have to trust God in our moment, and we have to have faith and stand firm in that faith. We have to depend on God all the time, and we have to face times. We're going to face times where they're just, we are at the end of our rope, but you have to remain trusting God. You have to keep your focus. As I've said before, if you are in the deepest pit, the best way to look is up. That's the only way to look is up because if you look all around you, all you're going to do is see your situation. 
Focus your trust on God. We can look at Daniel chapter 3. We see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, they didn't sway for the will of the king. And they also couldn't lessen the fire that they were fixing to go in. But the Lord still provided somebody in there to heal them. I mean, help them in their, their difficult, hot moment. So first, to remain dependent on God. And I know every Christian knows about prayer, but I want to talk about prayer. Because to remain dependent on, on God, we must be in daily prayer. Sometimes we pray about the same thing every day, every day. And sometimes it just feels like, God, I've been praying for this thing for years and it just has not come to. But our help comes from God. See, prayer is the acknowledgement of God's power, his promises, and his provision for our lives. That's why prayer is so important. When we pray, we are actually demonstrating our dependency upon God. We are taking, you know, we are putting him first in our moment, first in our situation. The biblical command in Philippians 4, 6 says, present your request to God. See, prayer, it helps us develop a personal relationship with God. Prayer, prayer helps allow us to gain an understanding of God's love for us. God is love and God loves you. And no matter what you're facing out there online, God still loves you. Do not think that God has abandoned you. See, prayer provides the answers to all the problems that we face. Praying and listening to the answers of God, it, you know, it can help us better understand your purpose in life. See, God will help you understand why you are here and what you can do in return. See, prayer aligns our will with God. Prayer allows the opportunities for miracles. If you don't pray about it, how's God ever going to make a miracle out of it? He knows what you want, but he wants a relationship. Prayer allows the opportunity for miracles. Throughout the scriptures, we see many examples of the Lord working miracles to answer prayer. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. When he prayed to God in the lion's den, angels appeared. Angels on assignment. There's angels on assignment in your life. But, you know, we have to step out of our comfort zone and we have to pray for these things. See, prayer invites the Holy Spirit into every situation of our life. As you pray daily, you are inviting the Holy Spirit into your situation. He is the greatest strength that we have. He is our comforter. He gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge in the moment. And when we pray about it and we allow God to work in the, in the background, then we are done with it. Prayer is a direct lifeline. It's like picking up the phone call and calling God and letting him intervene in your situation. The only unanswered prayer is a prayer that you never pray for. Prayer also helps us to be more like Jesus. We see many times in Scripture Jesus withdrawing and praying and spending time alone with his Father. Prayer is so important. That man at Lowe's, that's all he asked for was prayer. And little did I know that God was going to use me as part of the, part of the scenario to bless this man and what he needs Oftentimes, God wants to use many of us. And it can just start with a prayer, a prayer for a brother, a prayer for a cousin, prayer for healing, prayer for a situation, a prayer for a child. When we maintain daily, a daily prayer life, we are actively depending upon God. Next, to be dependent on God, 
is we must refuse to worry. Worry is something that tries to creep into every person's life. Worry can make things just feel like they are unsurmountable. It makes you focus on the moment instead of focus on your God. Sometimes the worry makes our problem look way bigger than it really is. See, God cares for his children even more than the grass that he covers with flowers. He cares for his children even more than the birds who never go without. God cares for his children even more than that. We have to learn to cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for you. See, the disciples in in Matthew 18, they asked Jesus, who was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So Jesus, he called a little child over and he placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. One quality about a child is that they are dependent upon a parent for their well-being. When we become, you know, childlike faith, when we, when we trust, you know, our father like children trust their father for protection, we are able to be fully reliant upon God in our situation. If you're having a hard time depending on God with some of the big stuff, you know, another thing I want to encourage is maybe you should start with some of the little things in life. Maybe some of the big things just you feel like maybe God can never move this mountain. Well, let me reassure you. When you start praying for the little things and you start seeing the little things happening and God starts working on the little things and clearing all the trash out, then your God is able to build the trust, that, trust in him that he can do the things of the big things. Sometimes the big things, we just don't pray about them because we feel like there ain't no way. There ain't no way. Start with the little stuff. We often think God doesn't care about the small problems, but God cares about all our problems. Even the ones that we think are insufficient. God also, you know, he indeed cares about the little things in our lives because he cares about us. Psalm 139.17 says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more than the number, number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. God thinks so much of his children. Don't ever think that God doesn't love you, God doesn't care for you, that God has abandoned you because he is not. Next, if we want to remain dependent upon God, we, we have to walk in obedience. We have to be a people who are obedient. See, the word of God is informative, it is instructive, and it's full of promises to all the believers. We must read our Bibles every day. That's one thing that many people do just, you know, they, they wake up and, and over time they just get tired of reading and it just kind of slips away. And then one day becomes two and two days become four, four become eight, and eight becomes 16. Next thing you know, it's been two or three weeks and you haven't even read the word of God. How are you going to know the instructions and the promises if we're not reading our, the Word of God? Because when you know the Word of God, you can check everything against the Word of God. When there is a conflict of what the Bible says, 
to what anybody else says. We need to go to the Bible. When somebody's coming at you in a situation and you don't know how to handle it, it is, you, you can find a solution in the Bible. Psalm 85 says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. When we walk according to God's word, we are also glorifying Jesus. Jesus told us that the plans, you know, is for others to see him working in us. Matthew 5, 16, it tells us, see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When we are walking according to God word, God's word, people know that there's something different about you. They know that there's something. They can see a smile on your face when everybody's frowning. When now, I know many Christians have never done this, but when you're standing in a long line at the store and you're just complaining, <laughs> it doesn't look very Christ-like. Maybe in that moment of waiting, the Lord wants you to turn around and talk to the person behind you. Maybe you would feel led to pay for the person in front of you. I don't know. But I think sometimes we need to quit focusing on our situation and focus on our God. David writes in Psalm 128, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. When we fear the Lord and we walk in obedience, we are blessed. Because when we walk in obedience, we're putting, uh, you know, the love of others before ourselves. And that's very important in life. A lot of times we, we live in a fast-paced society where everybody tries to, to do better, do more, and be at the forefront of everything. But when we, allow to walk, when we walk in obedience, we are loving others more than we love ourselves. At all times, in all situations, we must do what is right. See, Daniel, he did right, right by defying God. I mean, I'm sorry, by defying the king and praying to the Lord. David did right by standing up to Goliath. In each case, their dependence was upon God, and they were also rewarded. It's very important that we be obedient to the word of God. Next, we must remain dependent upon God. We need to let there be more of him instead of more of us. It's easy to find our self-worth in education, it's easy to find ourselves worth in the biggest house, the newest car, the newest clothes, the newest phone, the newest thing. It's easy to find our, our self-worth in the newest the best titles, the best positions at work. But let me tell you, our identity and our worth must be rooted in the fact that we are sinners, saved by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ alone, that we were adopted into his family and we were called his children. You and I are redeemed slaves. We are redeemed captives. We are orphans who have been adopted into the kingdom of God. We are heirs in the kingdom of God. We are beggars who have been given a seat at his table. And it's important that when we remember these things, that we allow there to be more of him in us than us in ourselves. This alone should keep us from trying to exalt ourselves in situations. We don't always have to speak up and speak the loudest as Christians. Sometimes the smartest person in the room is the one that holds their tongue and sits back and looks at the room, fills the situation out, and then at the right time, God elevates them in the moment. 
You know, we can even see in David's life, it's what he did when nobody was looking that promoted him in public. So we must saturate ourselves in the Word of God every day. Because what happens if we don't saturate ourselves in the Word of God every day, the propaganda of this world tries to creep in. All the lies of social media, all the lies that try to make us feel insecure, all the lies of the devil. If we don't fill our, our minds and our hearts with the Word of God, the world has a way of trying to creep in. The only way to block this propaganda that the devil's trying to put upon you is you put God at the forefront of everything. That's through prayer. That's through obedience. That's through allowing him to work through you. You know, that, that's by, you know, being saturated in the word of God. Romans 12, 2, it instructs us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And if we allow the devil to plant them little seeds in our mind, they will end up trying to grow. Sometimes we need to step back and weed our gardens a little bit. And the miracle grows the word of God. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of dumb. This could be just as simple as waking up a few minutes earlier to read a few scriptures in the morning. This could be instead of turning the podcast off when you're driving to work to just, you know, put on a devotional, to put on just something. Maybe listen to an old uh, message from Pastor Ron or from, some, you know, maybe the Bible app. I have learned that the more that I fill myself with the Word of God, the different I am every day of my life. When you start listening to music and everything is cuss words, everything is hatred, everything is depression. I mean, you listen to some of that old country, next thing you know, everybody's a drunk. <laughs> you know, it is what you fill your mind with is the way you are going to become. Be dependent upon God. Our final point is be dependent upon God and be patient. Patiently wait on God. God is doing things behind the scenes. Like I said, I don't know your mountain. I don't know your situation. But I do know that God is there. God is on the throne. God sees what you're going through. And God is going to deliver you at the right moment, the right time. When somebody's around you, they need to see the deliverance. They need to see the healing. They need to see this situation. Maybe God just wants to spend a little more alone time with you, even though it's difficult. God's going to show up when you, when you least expect it. God's going to show up when you need, need it the most. We need to patiently wait on him to act. Psalms 37, 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently on him to act. For me, one of the hardest things for me to do is to be still <laughs> and to be patient. But being patient is one of the fruits of the Spirit. How would it be one of the fruits of the Spirit if we ain't supposed to do it? God has told us to be patient and wait. Because I'm doing something that no man can see. I am doing something in the, in the supernatural that no natural can even see right now. But if you just be patient and you wait upon me at the right moment, the, the doors are just going to open for you. At times it may feel like that we have been praying for a miracle that we have been praying for relief, you know, that we've spent so many sleepless nights, that we've had so many tears come down our cheeks, that we've had so many difficult moments just trying to get our finances right. But let me reassure you that God sees you in your situation and he is going to be there at the right moment. It can, be, it can feel like our prayers have fallen on deaf ears. 
And then our desire tries to take control. And we try to do it out of our own strength. And, and, and we think that, you know, may, maybe God don't want to do this right now. So we try to do these things. You need to take the I out of the equation and allow to put, we need to put him in the equation. The experience of waiting reminds us that it's not our circumstance that defines us. It is the victory through Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 28, it assures us that we know that in all things God works together for the good of those who love him. Waiting patiently on the Lord does not mean that your situation is at a standstill. We may feel like it's just we are unable to continue, but let me tell you to just keep pushing forward. You just keep praying to God. You keep walking in obedience, and I'm telling you at the right time, God is going to move that mountain, and God is going to show his glory through you. I have seen it in my life. I have seen it in a friend of mine's life. I have seen it through my my grandparents' life. I have seen God do crazy things. Don't ever grow weary. Don't ever ever let worry rob you of your God. We can trust that the Holy Spirit is going to strengthen us in our circumstances. And we should use this time of waiting to grow our intimacy with God. If I could leave you with anything tonight, I would just say that let your time of waiting grow your intimacy with God. Because, you know, when things are going great, it's really hard for God to get our attention sometimes. As we close tonight, I just want to, you know, just want to reassure that the Christian life is not a now and then rendezvous with God. It is a continual place of dwelling in his presence. It is a continual place of dwelling in his word, dwelling in his spirit, a one-on-one relationship with him. It's not, we don't just come to him when we need something. We just need to spend all our time with God. Jesus put it this way, remain in me and I also remain in you. So if we remain in God, we are able to walk in obedience. We're, we're able to know the word of God. We're able to have an intimate relationship with God through prayer. We were able to see miracles happen because we were in an intimate relationship with God. So remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. We cannot do this by ourselves. We must remain in the vine. Depending on Christ, we are the branch that's fully attached to the root. And we were able to produce fruit. Remain in Christ. Remain in his word. Allow him to be greater in you so that people don't see more of you, but they see more of him through you. Pray. Every day, pray. Through every situation, pray. People don't always have to see you pray. You can be walking down the hallway at work and you can just be praying to God. God for deliverance, God for healing, God for favor, favor with men, favor with finances, favor in any area of life. Pray, continually pray. Be dependent on God and refuse to worry. Don't allow the devil to put that lie in your head. Remain dependent in God. Walk in obedience. Because when people see Christ in you, they know something's different. Now you're doing the will of God. You're able to show the love of Christ to other people. And you're able to actually show people what it's like to be a Christian.
Let there be less of us and more of him. And wait patiently on God to act. I know it's hard to do, but it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Dear Lord, I pray, Father God, that you just allow us to be dependent upon you, Lord, upon your word, upon your favor, upon your, your son, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you allow healing, Lord, healing in the church, healing for those online that are watching, Lord. I pray, Father God, for miracles right now, Lord. I pray, Lord, for just angels on assignment, Lord, to just surround those, Lord, who need a, a, a miracle, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you just bless your people, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that you just stir up revival. Revival in homes, revival in the church, revival in the nation, revival in the cities, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you just bring restoration and healing back to your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.